0: I sound a little smarter. Like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean, this intro? I just thought I'd nailed it. What are you talking about? Okay, that's good then. Like, what else? What else should I do? Add some more adjectives? Are you, are you recording this? No. Like, what do you mean? What do you think my intro should be more about? Like, I'm, I interviewed John Dames. I said he was an amazing creative. I said he's got tons of amazing work. I said I had portfolio envy. Like, what more do you want me to say about him? All right, well, then I think that's it. Okay. So, yeah, we were just talking about that balls video you directed, which is funny. What do you remember about that? I, you know, do you I remember don't... coming to pitch me that idea? Because you, I'll tell you, yeah, I absolutely. had an idea, and and so this was a video for Budweiser. It turned out to be a pitch video, but it won the business. Mm-hmm. It won the day. Like, yep. it was funny. But for no other reason, it made everybody laugh. It made everybody laugh in the room, and it was, the the simple fact was, buy, drink Budweiser, get your balls back, and the balls were that golf game right. where you flung the balls <laughs> And I had this idea where it was, mine was much more convoluted. And you came in and directed this thing and made, and actually found the humor. But it was much simpler. Do you remember that? It's all, it was all about the balls. Yeah, it was all about the balls. Yeah, we shot it in slow motion and you did this great. Well, and then it's, you know,
1: that whole, uh, but I remember that because when we first talked about it, you know, even, we were all groaning a little bit going, okay, we, it's the lowest brow humor we could do, but yeah. how do we actually take it too seriously?
0: Yeah, and yeah. that was
1: the key to it, right? Yes. But, and the the, cust- the the custom car we had that old that Chevy yeah. brought in, yeah, uh, with John,
0: yeah, one,
1: yeah. He brings in this beautiful car. We do the slow mo roll in, yeah, and the boys piling out, yeah. clearly not fully grown men, <laughs> right, <laughs>
0: into the ball throwing. Right,
1: and they for- they just forgot about everything else. In yeah. the world of beautiful women around them and everything, because it was about balls and beer. <laughs> it really was, I know. and it totally funny. Worked. It was and I, funny. And I even remember my wife, yeah. who is a tough critic, a tough critic, <laughs> especially if I'm involved in it, right? <laughs> but she could not help
0: herself. But yeah, with a started with a smirk and then laughed out loud. Yeah, that's funny. It is. It was good. And you know, who, it's, you know who else is in that, which is super funny, is. Sue and Diana. We shout it at Diana. Yeah, so that's right. The, the future stars of Resale yeah, Realty. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this was their first Taste With uh, video. This, and this, I think this set them on like, we want to be on TV. Yeah, well,
1: uh, yeah. This might be that, that hidden video uh, that comes yeah. back to bite them in a few years. Exactly. You know? That's funny. Oh, my God, that's so funny. That's funny. Well, and, uh, you know, we were talking before about creativity can yeah. come from so many different yeah. places, but... Uh, I, I'll never forget David Johnson, our producer yeah, yeah, on it. Yeah. And he not only did we say, "Hey, look, we want to take this seriously," and that's where we're going to find the humor. He took it seriously. Yeah. He found every opportunity to insert a new joke, and he is yeah. a creative yeah. producer. You know, totally. you don't find that. Totally.
0: A lot. Yeah. Um, He's a great guy. Um, it's one of his uh, yeah. great strengths. Yeah. But. He he quickly gets it. Quickly right. sees. Sees what it is, right. you know. You he just yeah, he's fantastic. And to pull all that together and pull it off, you know, <laughs> in a day, in a day. Yeah, yeah, he's he's great. Like, well, this.
1: the uh, you know, it, but everything from from the idea to the execution to the editing mm-hmm. and the post and the audio yeah. that went in there. Yeah, uh, everybody took it this they in the spirit of yeah, it was created in. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I
0: will post that video along with this podcast yeah, so if yeah, you haven't seen it you'll, you'll, you can see the link right here so did you you were a director for a while like how did you get from where you do you still miss that do you still direct stuff I do I, yeah. I don't
1: direct anything anymore but uh yeah it was uh I, my whole career was yeah. strange right I yeah. was uh I went to Mizzou yeah. um I was not really sure what I wanted to do except to be at Mizzou yeah and uh but I found a uh, uh, passion of mine was, of all things, political science, and specifically, I was a Soviet studies major. Wow. With a focus on Eastern European and German history. Wow. And uh, I had this great plan in my head. I'm going to fight the Soviets and the communists, and, you know...
0: So you did and, not like the communists, so this no. was not a, a study of admiration culture. or culture. This was... Okay. This Adject was, hatred. Yes. This is aggressive... <laughs> Was an aggressive. <laughs> did you were your parents commie haters or
1: how did you? no? No, I just <laughs> I decided when I was a freshman in okay. college that you know what I'm not a very political person except when it comes to the macro level, uh, you know, uh, sort of politics. I don't care as much about local politics, yeah. but uh, you know, I thought it really gave me something to aspire to, yeah. and, I, and and I did very well in school mm-hmm. in those subjects only. Yeah, um, basic math or English, I didn't do is. as well, but um, I really had a passion for it, but then uh when I got out of school, um I I had no idea what to do. Yeah. I, I couldn't join the military, I couldn't I didn't want to go on to get a masters yeah. or anything like that. So uh
0: like you didn't want to join the
1: military. I did well I I, I did, but yeah. I just didn't have an opportunity to do oh, it. I couldn't you. do it. Yeah, yeah. And um so uh you know, I kinda of wimped out of my whole career path. Did you wanna
0: be a spy, CIA? I don't know, you know
1: Agitator. Anything anything professor I'm, st- I'm still available by the way i'll do it <laughs> but um but no it, it uh you know back then as yeah. a young guy i i was very aimless you know yeah, and, yeah. and uh but what i ended up the way i'd made money through college was to make t-shirts for people right so oh, of course i i had no i did well and i had a couple of art classes i did for to get better grades and yeah And I did uh, these T-shirts, and that's how I made money. That's awesome.
0: So, like, uh, frat party T-shirts. I mean, college is a T-shirt making thing. Oh yeah, like you make a T-shirt no matter what happens. Exactly. (laughs) If if you, it's a Friday, you
1: have a (laughs) T-shirt for it, right? And uh, so, but you know, it it was something I really enjoyed doing, and I would work with whoever the customer was because they had some party coming up. But I really enjoyed that whole part. I knew nothing about advertising. That's funny. Uh, My my roommate at the time is Jeff Grant. Okay. Who is now uh, the chief uh, chief something over there at uh, Grenadier? Yeah. Which is In a Boulder. really up and yeah. coming yeah. creative agency out of Boulder. Yeah. Uh, I mean.
0: And who's the other guy? It. Wade me?
1: Pascal. Yes. Okay. I talked yeah. to him recently. Yeah.
0: Just to, had a phone conversation. They're all. That's an interesting company.
1: I mean, these, these both these guys have been they, they were at Crispin yeah. uh, Arnold Worldwide. Yeah. I mean, they've worked on global brands for years. And now they're doing it on their own. But back then, Jeff and I were roommates, and he would—he was studying advertising. I was like, what is, yeah. it's like a fake thing. you know?" <laughs> and um, how hard could that be? Yeah. So when I got out of school, I was still doing t-shirts. I actually found a t-shirt shop in St. Louis. I had like five other jobs. But yeah. I did that, and Jeff said, man, your talent is wasted. Let's get you over to talk to, he was at TBWA okay. here. And uh, I didn't know that was a big deal, but. Yeah.
0: You okay. know, Apparently in hindsight, that, was a, deal, that was a big deal. Yeah.
1: So, I, um, turns out it's not because of my talent that I was hired. I was the only person who knew how to use a computer. Because this is 1993. Yeah, and they're still doing sketches. They're still doing. I'm doing Ruby Lift runs, you know, to <laughs> yeah. the to art supply store for, right. the, for the layout artists. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, my job was to do typography. Okay. And, Everybody to date had done it by cutting out letters yeah. and doing kerning by eye and ruler, and I was cheating by doing it on the computer, but not letting anyone know. And so, you know, I that became my thing. And actually, it was a good time at the agency because they were becoming computerized, and yeah. and suddenly workflow was going into Quark Express. Yeah, right.
0: Wow. I haven't heard that in a long time. I know Quark Express. Yeah, I didn't even.
1: I, I was trying to uh, rack my brains earlier thinking about it. I couldn't remember the name until just now. But, but um, you know, from there, I, I met a few people. I met uh, uh, Eric Tilford uh, okay. and Keith Tilford, who, uh, Keith was working at the agency at the time, and he left with Mark Kempter okay. to form a new agency that they called CORE. Okay. I actually simultaneously left to go follow a girl down to Atlanta. Uh-huh. It's a terrible mistake. <laughs> And uh, I was working, like... But a noble mistake at that age. Sure,
0: yeah. That's <laughs> in hindsight. You're right. In hindsight, it was yeah, great. Did someone tell you, don't do that? Or yes. It, yeah. Everyone I
1: knew told me to not do that. But I was also
0: bored. I was like, I, yeah.
1: I don't care. Yeah. Like, what's what's the downside for me? Right. And, you know, it didn't work out almost immediately. And I was like, okay, I'm in Atlanta. now. This yeah. is great. Yeah. But, um, I had, you know, I was working as a temp uh, graphic designer at a bunch of terrible places and yeah. but I, again I was still this aimless person yeah. I, I started to develop this passion for advertising and, okay. and you know, I was learning about strategy and things like that but it was all interrupted by this Atlanta thing yeah. well the core guys called me and said hey we want to offer you a job as yeah. an art director I was like wow that's a great title <laughs> And how much do <laughs> I make you know and, and yeah, like without that. giving you a number the answer was we're going to pay you $6,000 less than you've ever made in your <laughs> life you know <laughs> and it was it was an extremely low number. I was right. like, Great, I'll be there tomorrow. That's funny. And um but you know, that's and you hear these stories I'm sure yeah. Yeah. talking to people all the yeah. time. The the people have a passion for things and they so they'll do something stupid. Like yeah. I I just moved into an apartment. Yeah. I still had my rider truck out front. Oh, yeah, I moved back into the truck and left. And you said I'm leaving. Yeah, left <laughs> a check on the, <laughs> Sorry. On the table. Changed my mind. Right.
0: That's awesome. And um started at uh, core Two days later. Wow. And, and CORE is in this town, has this, it, I think the legend has grown over time, right? Yeah. And you look it's at... become the, distorted, but <laughs> it's probably true. But you look at the talent that came out of there, yeah. the people, there was this moment in time, because yeah. Jason Stampert there, yep. Tony Gaddis. Tony Gaddis, Who's phenomenal. Um, yeah, the Arnold brothers, Mark Arnold and yep. John Arnold. Yeah. Um, gosh. And you have a tattoo. It, I'm CORE 001. Wow. Yep. That's awesome. I'm the very first. And, and was what was the philosophy of the thing? Is there a, a story of here's what we were great at, here's why it didn't work, here's what I learned, here's well, it just didn't work because whatever? Or you, you guys had a great ten year run? Well, it.
1: it worked for fourteen years.
0: Yeah, fourteen years. Okay, yeah. well that's a, yeah that's a long, long time. And long time. so I went
1: from this aimless kid yeah. running around doing all this stupid stuff yeah. to working at a place for fourteen years yeah. and yeah. started as the art director, which was the only compensation I got was a title. And then I left there as a, a co-owner, yeah. a, a film director, a commercial director, a creative director. I'd worked on fashion brands I, with Carl Lagerfeld and yeah. House of Chanel to, you know, we had done work for every major brand, usually in a one-off yeah. campaign yeah. somewhere. You know, we were in Graphis Magazine as one of the top 10 creative agencies in the world one year. Yeah. Uh, we had... I, I literally at one point had a pile of awards mm-hmm. um, for me and the agency, but yeah. we kept them in a trash pot. And yeah. I remember I got a pencil, a one show pencil, yeah. and we—I took my CA awards that year and I nailed them to the wall with the pencil. So there's this huge,
0: you know, three inch hole in the wall. Yeah. But um, it was, you know, it was a punk rock. Place. It was a punk rock. And, and who? Where did this attitude? Was it a collective? We are because I—I mean, I heard stories. We're doing it our way. Clients aren't telling us what. I mean, it was the ultimate agency. Yeah.
1: It was an agency's agency.
0: Yeah, A- creative, creative shop. Right,
1: and uh, it was. We would we fired clients. Yeah, that's what we were famous for. We would be dirt poor, and we would fire you if you said something stupid. And <laughs> and and you know that's the part I didn't like about it. Yeah, right. I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, but all the all the individuals in core very honorable guys. Mm-hmm. They meant what they said.
0: Yeah, uh, they were just f- super passionate about doing great work.
1: Right, and and to an extreme, it because but that <laughs> yeah. became part of the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, right. And uh, I mean the, the Tilford brothers, you know, over the years really developed a reputation for being that way about everything. Yeah, right. And I think it probably went a little far with those guys. They. <laughs> I mean, by the end of it, I was glad to stop having these conversations you know but um, but you know both extremely talented people yeah. in different ways that that i you
0: know, they, they had a right to
1: yeah. say what they said, yeah you know uh, Mark Kempter, who is another principal there uh he went on to uh Martin, okay, and uh, he just left yeah. there I think he went to Arnold, wow, or somewhere in Boston, but okay. anyway. He, uh, you know, Mark, again, he was a, an account executive, and, yeah. but he was a creative, passionate account executive, yeah. uh, but his creative palette was with strategy, right? Okay. And yeah. we had, uh, J.C. Dillon was another partner, one of the original partners, and you know, J.C. was a, an older guy, He, you know, he was, came from like a Monsanto and a more corporate background, working with bigger brands like that, and his creative passion was, believe it or not, like creating media plans and stuff like that, but he was... That was his talent, yeah. right, yeah, and he could they 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 could prove you know they had proof of that they knew what they were doing. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun, I mean, I just learned so much, yeah, one yeah. of the tenets of core was that nothing is off limits yeah. right we, we hey, uh, after a couple of years, we got our legs under us, well, why aren't we doing stuff for apple? Mm-hmm. Apple's up and coming, yeah. we should be doing stuff for apple. That's totally like our stuff, yeah. So we went out and met with Steve Jobs, right-hand man. Yeah. And I happened to have a friend who worked there. And a couple years later, Apple was doing, we were, uh, we became part of the Final Cut team. That's how we got into video. Wow. So I was one of the industry. Um, beta testers. Yeah, beta testers, yeah, right, yeah. for Final Cut and all okay. this. Uh, the, probably the only one outside of the porn industry, actually. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> They got all
0: these porn guys and
1: this other and guy. And then the, so the
0: advertising goes. guy.
1: Um, the only one they could publicly talk about which is the important part it, right because when they did a little example video yeah. or if they wanted to have like an event with an expert they couldn't bring the porn yeah, guys. that's right they had to call they Jason like, or I who's, or who's
0: this <laughs> yeah get him in. Right. that's awesome
1: so uh, you know Apple did this uh, story on us, and they, they sent out a film crew and they spent a couple days like looking at a process and yeah, just stuff like this yeah. nothing was off limits we started working with fashion brands and you know next thing you know we did a live event. We were doing software at this point. Yeah. So we were doing live interactive software for Carl Lagerfeld's only U.S. show he ever did. Wow. And it was at Annie Leibovitz's old studio in Chelsea. And we spent like a month up there. Yeah. And uh, we built this huge interactive exhibit that was uh, projected onto the buildings across the street. Yeah. And as the crowd showed up, they would stir the smoke. And the more the smoke stirred, the more he could re- it would reveal the logos of his brand that he was unveiling. Yeah, yeah. It was just so thick-ass, you yeah. know? Yeah. And then it sounds really antiquated now, but then in the show, we actually did a live edit. So immediately after the show, we had a bunch of Apple guys in the back, mm-hmm. and they loaded up iPods, because it was the first time they were in color and could do video. Yeah. So they loaded up 100 iPods with this video we cut in real time, and they... Brought it to Carl's after party, which was you know twenty minutes later across the street, yeah. and it was Michael Stipe was there and
0: yeah, this is all, the all party these famous group, yeah.
1: people, around, all all yeah. these famous people, and and they handed out these iPods and they're oh my god this is amazing this just happened how did this happen wow because so really we there. had that's awesome. we had you know music yeah. Yeah. that we did on the fly we had video we did on the fly it was cool yeah and I um, think that's so cool
0: it, I mean it, it, is, is, it is there's nothing cool. wrong with that.
1: The best, well, and, and you know, so we, core, that's, that's what we did. Yeah. We did whatever. Gorilla punk rock. Gorilla. Whatever. Yeah. We can do it. Yeah. Figure we it can out. Do it. And sometimes we got paid enormous sums of money yeah. to do it. Other times we just did it because it was cool to do. Yeah. Probably did a little more of that. We should have. <laughs> um, we ended up uh, starting but, to. I,
0: I swear 14 years is a hell of a run. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah so no, I think like, for anybody. Yeah. Especially knowing us, I mean, everybody <laughs> thought we were the bottle rocket without a stick, right? That we were going <laughs> to crash and burn at any moment. And uh, but no, it's a credit to us. And, yeah. like, and like you're still speak. friends with everyone. Uh,
0: still, you still know yeah. them? They still all respect. Yeah, there was no. I don't talk to yeah.
1: them, some of them. I yeah. mean, it didn't. Yeah. Things don't ever end well. You know that place. Jason and I kind of left. Yeah, and. I'm not saying we we're the linchpin or no. anything, but Jason and I left and yeah. they really had no ability to output anymore. And, yeah. And by that time, it just kind of ended in a whimper. Yeah. You know, yeah. instead of a bang. We yeah. all wanted to go out and I was yeah. flaming. Yeah. Everyone gets arrested and right. like, yeah,
0: thrown in jail. Right. That's
1: but cool. um, but that's okay.
0: I, yeah. I don't regret a day of it. And then, at, yeah. It's, and it, well, I mean, and I moved here. I don't know if I was here. Of course, was in business when I was here. So you would just hear stories about this right. crazy shop, right? Like, and half the people hated you us. See what this, yeah. And half the people liked us, yeah. yeah. But just always had this reputation for just, yeah, disturb, yeah, disruptive, disruptive, yeah. disruptive. Before disruptive was a yeah, marketing before people term, people were disrupting things. We you guys
1: were. were disrupting. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. We there's a company called Bridge Technologies that was here, and they this was during the. Bubble. Yeah. the first bubble, the 99, first bubble. Yes. 98, 99. yeah, yep, so we were we were doing this work for bridge and they were just acquiring company after company they were worth millions of dollars, i mean hundreds of millions of dollars yeah, and uh they built this huge operations center out in west county and and their presidents this crazy guy, I can't remember his name, but he uh he wanted us to be their guys, right so yeah. they had a they were gonna launch like a Bloomberg news type service and, okay. We went to New York, and they were worried about our ability as a small shop to handle it. So we brought in our partners. Uh, it was Gray New York. Okay. And uh, I can't. I'm so bad with names. I can't remember. We had one of the presidents of Gray yep. with us, you know. Yep. And uh, we went into this big mega suite in the building where not everybody got to go. And we, you know, had these Wall Street guys in there with us. And,
0: yeah.
1: And in the middle of the meeting, and, and the president of company was just crazy. He was just throwing out just random shit. Yeah. And finally, Kempter, who's the only one of us wearing a suit, the yeah. rest of us are in t-shirts, yeah. says, you know what? We, you're fired. <laughs> you're fired, Tom. We're not working with you anymore. What do you mean we're fired? You're fired. I'm not going to work with you anymore. You're, you're, you're full of shit. And you won't <laughs> listen. You don't want to be helped. Yeah. You're wasting
0: everybody's time. Thanks for coming. Oh, my God. And
1: everybody just sat there and looked at each other.
0: And I know the gray advertising guys are pissing their pants. Like, well, well
1: we don't. the is just sitting there. The guy from Gray's yeah. is sitting there just very nonchalant like, hey, he's a New York guy. He's yeah. been in the business forever. Right. Okay. So he goes, he realizes that the bridge guys aren't going to leave. So he grabs him. He yeah. has them, thanks so much, you guys, pushing him out the door. And he goes out in <laughs> the hallway. And I guess that Tom turns around and he goes, wait a second, did we just get fired by our agency? And... Our friend from Gray said, yes. That's exactly what happened. You know, This person will show you out the building.
0: That's awesome. And he comes
1: back in the room and he said, guys, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. That was total punk rock. Yeah. And this is from yeah. a leading ad executive. You know? yeah.
0: But that's just the that's kind of awesome. stuff we would do. Yeah. That's, and I remember Bridge. I remember that name. There, In that moment, there was four or five companies that had gotten tons of funding. Mm-hmm. and they For were, nothing. Yeah, and I don't know what they did. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, who knows? But they had a lot of money to spend. Mm-hmm. Their burn rate. That was what, yeah. when you first heard that turn Burn rate, yeah. Right? What's our burn? <laughs> we're going through $10 million a day. But that's awesome. That's a great story. Yeah. That it was is awesome. And, and, and you everybody know, wants to do that. And, and the thing is... Yeah. For us,
1: yeah. that's what fueled, what made us great yeah. being creative, because we never felt beholden to anybody. Yeah. We never had that client where they were the sacred cow yeah. and don't piss them off. Yeah. Um it was the opposite of that, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh it, and it didn't change until we got to the end, yeah. where you know we were trying to stay in business. Yeah. How do we do this? Well, let's not piss them off. <laughs> but but it just had a
0: ripple effect. It killed us. That's what killed us. Yeah is we just couldn't be ourselves anymore I think. Yeah, you're trying to keep clients and it just wasn't who you were. Culturally it wasn't right. who you were. Right. We Yeah. We were weak. We were weak. And and we were not good at, being, that, weak. at being weak. Yeah. No, we, weak was not good for no. us. No. It's not pretty it's good. We product. couldn't even fake it to keep right. a client. Right. We oh, tried god. to be fake mad at people, we couldn't even do that. Oh my god. All right, so so you leave Core and then you guys go on direct for. A while. Aren't you guys a director team? You and Jason—is yeah. that what you did next? Yeah, Jason and I had because uh, I think I, we hired you at Momentum. We directed some stuff for us at some yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, or did you come along, here? Well, along the along the way.
1: Yeah. So about uh, 2007, I want to say we. Uh, we just directed actually that Pontiac uh, stuff. Okay. Um, so this was Pontiac's last year in business. It's not our fault, by the
0: way. <laughs> we did not but, kill Pontiac.
1: But they they were kind of like we need to go balls out, right? Yeah. And they had introduced the uh, that sports car, the uh, it was the Solstice. Okay. Right. Yeah. So it's a little convertible, sexy car, yeah. you know. Oh yeah. And they hired Tor Myron, and uh, I think he was with BBDO at the time uh, to to kind of save the brand, right? And Tor, nowadays, I mean, Tor's a pretty famous guy. Yeah. I mean, he's all over the place. But uh, Tor, uh, we, we came in, we, we had directorial representation mm-hmm. and pretty heavy hitter. Mm-hmm. We never won any big jobs, but, you know, we did some stuff for Goodby. We, um, we did uh, you know, a couple of things here yeah. and there. It's
0: pretty so, good. So you were on the thing where you have to, there's three director teams. You got to do a treatment. You got to get on a call. You got to pitch him your vision. Yeah. We, yeah. Had to, we had to
1: go to Detroit yeah. with these other teams and yeah. everybody had a day in the building and uh, Tor picked us nice and it was we couldn't believe it. We we're like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah. I mean, it was unbelievable. So we were doing a multimillion dollar wow. campaign and it was to launch this new vehicle uh, and to do a teaser campaign for it to do the launch video and then to follow it up with some other. Stuff. I mean, it was, it was huge for us. And, yeah. and um, we thought, well, this will lead to everything, right? And um, Jason and I were, uh, it was one of the, it was where for me problems started because it became very undefined who was doing what. Gotcha. Right? At the end of the day, the responsibility lie with Jason and I.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> right? To, get yeah. It, to make it happen. Yeah. And we, we weren't just doing the directing. Mm-hmm. We did the effects and we did the editing. Right. We did the music direction. Um, we did the post production right color and final production tapes going out to state you know right 100 stations the whole thing and you know here's Jason i like, googling how to make a digibeta you know hey you can rent a digibeta machine
0: I lost you this for you
1: and uh, oh my god it was just crazy times yeah. but uh, you know on the rest of the agency I don't think realized that, okay well yeah this is a great new Revenue for us is yeah. a great line of business, so suddenly it became you know the um, it, it, it became I don't know how to say it it became a little muddied about what our creative was, yes. right
0: yes,
1: you know, yeah. and who does what yes. and so Jason and I were really felt like at a certain point why are we why aren't we just doing this ourselves, yeah. you know yeah, and so as we get to the end we're like look, we don't, we don't need to be here to do what we want to do. Yeah. We're not going to be able to do what we want to do. Here. Yeah. So let's move so, on. And you'd
0: fall, in, you'd fall in love with directing. Yeah. To see this yeah. as like, I love doing
1: this. Yeah. Be, uh, I mean, video was the format yeah. that best suited our abilities. And, uh, you know, we, we used a lot of print mentality. I mean, that's what Core is famous for, right, is print. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we designed uh, video uh, yeah. and film. You know, and we were very—if you remember some of our stuff—very graphic. Yeah. Uh, Not effects-driven necessarily, but we used a lot of effects. We we had a developer on staff. Yeah. And he would we would say we're trying to make this effect, and he would create a plugin for us for Final Cut. Wow. You know.
0: Yeah. Um, So this is probably all incredibly new, incredibly like not a lot of people are doing. No. Yeah. No. This is super fresh.
1: Yeah. I mean, we built. We ended up building. Right towards the end, we, we got funded to develop six feature length films of nothing but what we called ambient content, wow. which was like moving paintings. Wow! Uh, Just to have in a
0: museum or something. Or well, a, a no, it was lobby. to sell. Okay. And so we
1: had a studio behind us, uh, In Game Entertainment. Um, was, you know they've done a number of wow. pretty big films, yeah. and uh, they funded us. Uh, we built a production studio in house. And, and that's what made us great. We would just do it all ourselves. We didn't rely on other people to do it. Yeah. And, um, I mean, these films to, to date, I mean, I, it's one of my favorite things we ever did. Nobody will probably ever see
0: them. Where are, they, are they up somewhere? Can I can? Well, them? you know,
1: I might be able to give you a link to them now yeah. because uh, when I tried to do that before, I kept getting cease and desist letters. So.
0: But maybe now.
1: Maybe. I think it's dead now. Probably free and clear. Yeah. Right. Um, but,
0: we, we, we might post these. So there might be, there might be a link to these right now.
1: Yeah, and you could, you know, donate via yeah. PayPal. No I'm kidding. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> if you want to see more of the Kickstarter these right that's now? Right. That's right. But cool. uh, it it was
1: fascinating because it was really. So now, if you buy a new Apple TV, for example, mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Apple TV two, mm-hmm. when you when it goes in sleep mode, yeah, you get these basically ambient videos of the downtown scenes and yeah. Yeah. cameras slowly yeah. moving yeah. over. Yeah. Well, that's what we were doing, and much we much went to Apple to pitch it. Yeah, and say this is what you should be doing. Yeah. And uh, they told us they actually made us package everything up and sign a document saying that we didn't leave anything behind and kicked us out the door. I guess they had already had that idea but, You're like, yeah, or they just copied it that day <laughs> but i mean it 's a logical place to go um, but we did some really creative stuff with that, and uh, again, I loved it. when we left core, uh, we needed you know money yeah I, I got a big family you do have a big family and yeah. uh
0: Big house and yeah, yeah. So kids over there. we
1: had to keep uh, keep going somehow. But Jason and I had representations. Okay, and uh, but we went to Cool Fire Media. Okay, and that's kind of what brought it. That we left Core to go to Cool Fire. Gotcha. Um, okay, and our deal there was Jeff was like, "Hey, this is we don't have this capability yeah. right now. Let's just bring you over. We'll great. figure it out when you get here." Yeah, and um, and I think
0: Jeff's great like that, right? Yeah, he's a great. Get some talent, right? Bring him in. We'll figure it out, right? We'll figure it out. Yeah. And uh, his
1: only ask was, "How do we? How do we make money from this?" So it was real easy with DJ to figure mm-hmm. out how we're going to move forward. And, um, cool. Went pretty well, and that's when we started work with you. Yep. We were still doing a few things on the outside with our
0: production company, yep. and and Cool Fire got involved in that too. Yeah. Um, but, it, but it's interesting. So he's sitting here, at Cool Fire, because you certainly could have gone into the originals, directing reality shows, commercials, you could have stayed with that. And at some point, you became a developer, an application developer, and running the solution side of this thing. Yeah, well, this all circles... Is this a circles. slow move, or is this a... It all kind of makes
1: sense. Well, you know, so I mentioned we had a developer when we were at Core. Yeah. And uh, and
0: you, so you must have been really curious about that world, too. Like, you must have really... I want to, to know me, how you do this. Well, to me,
1: that was the undiscovered Territory of creativity, right? Yeah. That people didn't understand that all the cool things you see, all the cool visuals, it came from someplace, and probably not just from an illustrator. Right. It came from somebody who programmatically could create art. Yeah. And uh, the the guy we were working with, his name is Darf. And I know Darf. And uh, he's yeah, still around? And he's still no, a... he's not here anymore. He's not. No. Oh. But uh, uh, Darf, uh, just an incredible talent, mm-hmm. and. He could interpret our the vision because yeah. he would he could see it all and yeah. we could work together on it, and then he could execute it, right. Okay. Here, here's how it would happen. So he would create art uh, art plugins basically like yeah. okay well it's going to do the effects you want. So for example, we did a fake we did a fake liquid effect, mm-hmm. uh, and in real time. So if I were to drop a square in the middle of the screen, it would ripple yeah. correctly yeah. in various colors. So yeah. He would say, well, here's, you could just show the pressure waves, or you could show the liquid, or you could colorize the liquid, or you could use that to drive these particles. I mean, it was yeah. just, he built these systems. Yeah. And, and and they were completely like random based. So you wouldn't dial in a number and say, oh, that's the effect I'm looking for. Yeah. You would just push something right or push something left or play yeah. around with the number, generate a new number,
0: yeah.
1: and just magic would happen. You'd say, okay, that's it. It could probably never happen again. Yeah, it was like this one time. He wasn't that good a programmer, right? But yeah. he would just create this magic, and it wasn't about creating a system where you could repeat it and save it. Yeah. It was about nope, I'm generating visuals and capturing. Wow! And it was cool. Yeah. So one of the Pontiac cool. commercials we did, I can give you is uh, yeah. It's called the the Solstice Paint commercial, and, yeah. um, all it is is it's a 3D Pontiac Solstice going through various camera moves, and then it's in this world of liquid and yeah. paint just rolling over it. And sometimes the car is made of paint, then it becomes a car. And I, I, you know, it sounds very familiar to you, but when you see it, you're like, oh, that's so weird. Yeah. Because we just, it, it just happened. Yeah. It wasn't like, uh, oh, I'm going to crunch numbers all night until it's a perfect look. Yeah. This was much more
0: artistic. It was like these happy accidents, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It, exactly. It was yeah. happy accidents. That's great. So this is where you get into. Yeah, and, and I like realized it. that this area yeah. of,
1: Programming, yeah. there's so much untapped potential here, yeah. and it doesn't all have to be video, Yes. right? I mean, apps at this time are becoming—you know, this is called 2009. Yeah, you know, apps were happening. Yeah, and uh, uh, so we were doing some things with apps, and mm-hmm. we had done a lot of interactive stuff. So we we're like, okay, kind of cool, nothing very exciting. Uh, uh, when I came over to Coolfire Media, we were doing the same thing, and Darwin was creating plugins for people. Uh, but one day we had a, a friend of our, our lead sales guy came in. It was actually his brother-in-law. Okay. And he worked for uh, General Dynamics. Okay. selling military SATCOM equipment. Yeah. And he had just gotten his first iPhone. And he's like, man, these things are incredible. Like, I wish the military could use these. And we're like, well, what would you use them for? He's like, I don't know. It's like they carry around these computers now and they're heavy and yeah. they're expensive. I mean, couldn't we do a lot of stuff on here? Like, yeah, Probably. So we had him go through all of the his pain points. Yeah. One of the things That's he was so awesome. One so of the things This is he, the first time you get into this. Yeah. And so he explains to us a problem that they're having. He sells to special forces. Yeah. And these guys get like two weeks of training on how to use the equipment. Yeah. Uh, a one Charlie in the army, mm-hmm. who is a SATCOM operator, yeah. he gets nine months to a year's training before he ever does anything for real. Yeah. So these guys have two weeks of training, got it. I'm ready to go. Yeah. They drop in the middle of the desert. So call home when you get there. Yeah. He sets it up perfectly yeah. the wrong way. Because he forgets when you're in Afghanistan, yeah. it's a negative one in the calculation. When you're in North America, it's a positive one. Right. So he's pointed it the wrong way, going, why doesn't this work? Yeah. This damn thing is broken. Yeah. So he was saying, couldn't we help him calculate that on a phone? He yeah. said, Yeah. So what we ended up doing was creating this app where you it would know where you are based on GPS. Yeah. Um, it would Know where the satellite is relative to you, and we would use the camera to guide you to where the right location is. And so you're looking at it, and you know, okay, there's where it is. Also, it's done the calculations for me. Yeah. So now, yeah, I'm doing it the right way. I really don't have to think about it. Yeah. And we thought, oh, that's cool. It's like two screens. It's pretty easy. Yeah. And it it kind of set off this firestorm with SOCOM, which is Special Operations Command. Yeah. They're like, we need apps. This is the kind of shit we're talking about. And it was it was crazy. And yeah. the problem is nobody really had money to fund stuff in yeah. the military at that time yeah. for. It. But we, we built this company based off that one app. Solutions. Yeah. Because okay. we knew that there was a market for this. Yes. And
0: And how the, but how did you personally get in like decide I'm gonna go from directing and this art side of it to you're you're gonna design the user experience, you're gonna help them program, you're gonna think through the strategy with the client. I mean, do you notice know what, I don't do any programming. Yeah, but what turned you on about that side of it versus I'm going to stay in media? Yeah, I, um, well,
1: again, going my, back to the military one of my days.
0: passions, right, was like, how do I get in? This right? is it. This is my way in. This end. is where it was. Like, right. all of a sudden, like, wait a minute. Yeah. Right. I'm in the military.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I love one, it. one of my first trips to Fort Bragg, which is yeah. kind of So special. now you,
0: for the last, I don't know, seven years, you've yeah. been all over the place with the United States military, helping them design apps. For their soldiers. Doing, in the field. Yeah, we've done wearables and yeah.
1: apps, and and we, we just built an app store for the, the Army. Wow. And. Uh, this is, so this is, Solutions is a product place. It has become a product place. Yeah, it started as a digital as, agency. It's a product yeah, place. Yeah, it started that way. People try to make it a digital agency. Yeah. I, I, you know, one of my roles in the company was to try to steer it. Uh, I've been the CTO, the chief yeah. technology officer, but. Um, you know, we started taking on investors yep. and we, you know, we had a lot of trials and tribulations trying to figure out how do we become a company like this. I come from a completely different background. Yeah. But, you know, what what worked back in the day at Core, mm-hmm. I knew that we could build something like that here without telling your customers to, to <laughs> fuck themselves. But, Slightly better yeah, customer. Right. S- Our customers have guns, for example.
0: <laughs> so you don't say that. But... um <laughs> You, you had the same, you had somebody coming and, to you. And what do you mean by that? Just crazy good talent? Uh, the way culture works together. Yeah. And is that just, anything's possible? Right. Nothing's
1: off limits. Nothing's off limits. And uh, if we, we can do whatever we can actually do. Right. Right? So we built, the the very first year we were in operation, we got a new, uh, a young guy, our second developer, mm-hmm. and immediately I knew he's super talented guy. Yeah extremely capable so we start talking about customer problems like basically our customers need an app store yeah nobody will buy an app until there's an app store to yeah. give it to them because they can't use itunes yeah. or, or google play yeah in two weeks he built an app store and it was really a great it was it was limited but it was yeah. a great concept for an app store and we realized okay i mean he's like can we just do that can we just build an app store for the military And right. you know he doesn't know what's possible sure. so. You know, it took five years, but we sold that damn thing. That's crazy. Um, I remember
0: when I was here, you were talking about this in some ways. Like, I remember hearing about, the, we're building an app store. Like, right. How are they going to get this? It, right. It just all came full circle and got done. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but, uh and, and so you, you guys develop all these apps for the military. That's what this is. All kinds of products, specifically. Yeah, and
1: what what's happened recently is we started. To, so we were bringing this kind of commercial
0: background, and and again, and this is so different than advertising. This is you're you're now a product with. Yeah, client, we're now right? the client, right? Yeah, but client. Uh, but there's still the same problem
1: that We have we would have somebody come to us and say, you know, hey, I'm Pontiac. Yeah, we're screwed. We're <laughs> Pontiac. Right. Yeah. what are we going to do we have a last ditch effort yeah. we got to make this thing shine we got to get some buzz going so investors yeah. don't leave us and yeah. all this other stuff and, and so we like okay you're not just trying to sell a car we, yeah. we understand what you're trying to do yeah. and we would we would execute to that idea yeah. and build a strategy around it yeah. it's the same thing here you know we had customers coming to us so we had uh, we worked with Navy SEALs yeah. and they become one of our our biggest customers so they came to us a couple that's years ago that's cool it's cool. That's cool. It's cool. They came to us a couple years ago and they said, hey, we heard you guys can do some stuff. Here's what we're trying to do. Yeah. And you know you have a good customer when they phrase it that way. Not, I need you to build this. Yeah. They say, here's what we're trying to do. Yeah. We want to use our, we, we want all of our guys to be connected all the time via apps. Yeah. Right? But we can't use cellular. We can't use Wi-Fi. We sure. can't use commercial technology. The only secure wireless we have are these military radios that are don't do diddly. Yeah, You know, we could talk on them. So we created a way to connect, basically replace the cellular radio on your phone Mm -hmm. with a military radio. So we connect, physically connect a a cell phone to a radio, military radio. Now that's your transport layer, and it's completely secure and trusted. And now your little phone is now a little laptop. Wow. Right? Yeah. So, so, hey, we solved a big problem. Now they could jump at 35,000 feet. Right. Uh... They do what they call a hey-ho jump, high altitude, high opening. Yeah. They'll fl- they'll open their chute immediately and they'll travel hundreds of miles. Okay. But they're connected the whole time. The team is sharing data. Yeah. And they've got their devices out in our cases so they on, their on their chest.
0: chest. Yep. Yeah. And
1: then we make a case and the warehouse yep. to for so that. Get shot. And they uh, they can they can update uh, their landing coordinates, they could Put, they might be getting new intelligence about what's going to be on the ground when they get there, yeah. and you know that's a think about that. That's a big capability, huge, a huge capability. Just knowing where each other yeah. are yeah. in real time is yeah. a big capability. Yeah. So that that's been cool. And but you know again back to the culture thing, it's one thing to say, all right, we're gonna here we're gonna work with the DoD, right. Yeah. We didn't take that approach because that could have taken years and we would have built this structure to sell to the military. So we had this uh, saying, we're doing it wrong. That that was our motto. We're doing it wrong. We're doing it wrong. Yes, that was our motto. Because everybody would look at us and go, how did you get that contract? You're doing everything wrong. And so that was the call to arms, right? We're doing it wrong. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, especially special operations, right? Oh, my God, I don't want to deal with another big defense contractor yeah. I need this to happen tomorrow yeah you know and that's what you guys can do yeah, yeah. We're, we're small and nimble and agile and all that good stuff and, um, I, I'm
0: glamorizing it a little yeah. bit more than it probably is but uh, it's, it's cool it, it's happening at the end of the day I and mean, I, you know we're all in our day to day work and everyone has clients that when you're in the weeds it never seems oh, yeah. glamorous but when you take a little step back and right. you realize like, God, what we've just done yeah it's pretty I mean, cool uh, you know, you the first time you worked on a big brand.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. I remember I had an internship at uh, Gl- Glennon. Yeah, was it Glennon? Yeah, uh, that place is crazy too. Uh, <laughs> and I did a I did a baseball ad. Yeah. It was baseball and Budweiser. Yeah, ad. I was like, I cannot get any higher than this. Yeah, this is I awesome. Just did all the masking for the bottle in a baseball. <laughs> I mean, th- the there was no are higher call. Going color. to see this? Yeah. Yeah. It was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I remember, it sounds hilarious, but I remember calling my mom. She <laughs> will not believe what they had to work on. Today. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, it's the same thing now. But if you can make those guys yeah. out here
0: believe that there are no limits to what we can do, yeah. we just have to do it. Yeah. You know? I mean, the logic follows, right? So, yeah, you've taken this agency punk rock attitude, yeah. which of how, how work gets done. Right. And it's very, it's... Talent driven, dream big, make it happen. Which right. most contractors, I'm sure, the military engages no. with, are not like that. No, that's not how they're structured. No. and turn that into a, this fierce app development place for yeah. the U.S. military. Yeah. now we're you know we're that's growing. Real. Yeah,
1: we we uh, we just uh, last year got a big uh, contract with Enterprise Rent a Car. Oh, cool. And Enterprise Holdings. Yeah, so all that stuff. Did and that's that about stuff? the last place I thought we'd pivot yeah. is to Enterprise, but. They saw what we were doing for the SEALs, and they're yeah. like, we need, you know, what do, what do you call that? It's like, well, it's about situational awareness. That's yeah. kind of what we do. We yeah. enable situational awareness. Mm-hmm. We need that. Yeah. Like, okay, what does that mean? Yeah. So we started working with our business units, and uh, we're about to launch a pilot next week. Uh, it goes to, starts at 400 people. Eventually, it'll be 16,000 people across Europe and the U.S. in branches using the software for real. They've already started here in St. Louis. Yeah. And uh, now they're not going to be behind the counter anymore. Yeah. They're going to be walking Anywhere
0: walking they're around. around. They're Just... going to have
1: these tablets. We're, we're actually doing a custom case for them. Wow. So they have all their, their card reader and yeah. the tablet all in one unit. Yeah. It looks nice and professional and it's branded. Yeah. And, um, again, they replicated exactly what we did for the SEALs. Wow. And, uh, and you know, it's only growing from there. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, it is as cool as the stuff we did for the SEALs. Yeah. Because...
0: There's measurable impact to, yeah. to what it does, so it frees up the team members to do just not be behind a desk all day, right? They, yeah. they, they have a vision, customers. They, I mean,
1: they're yeah. now they're looking, now at, look, they're looking at their vision for the future, and and obviously I can't talk yeah. about the specifics, yeah. but yeah. they see themselves as being in the future more of a uh, Apple Store yeah. uh, environment as opposed to what we all think of as enterprise, yeah. which is I got to stand in line yeah. at a counter, yeah. Um, and, and you know it's great we see a lot of businesses moving that way but not many of them are actually doing something about it Yeah, you know like really get, enabling it. good culture and enterprise I think it, it is yeah right I mean they're doing something over there it's crazy
0: yeah
1: I mean and, and actually so the guy we're working with he's uh, I think his title is BP Products but you know what you find with most of these executives they started at the branch yeah. you know as the know punk business. kid who was a sales trainee yeah and now he's, you know, how many billions did they make last year? Yeah. I mean, it's just a pretty awesome organization that um, still has that attitude of, no, I don't need to go hire an expert for that. I got the people right here. Yeah. They know my business better. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's very similar to our culture in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. Although we don't wear ties, <laughs> we're the only people, we get crap about it all the time. Whenever we'll we go over to Enterprise, yeah. like, they oh, must be wearing. a cool fire guy. That's funny. Because uh, you're not wearing a tie. That's funny. I mean, I tr- I tried a- this is why I bought those
0: two-collared shirts. I know. I see. You are on a collared shirt today. Yeah, I had a meeting. So. Yeah, so I, mean, had I had it. to wear it. <laughs> one of your two. Right. I'll wear the purple one next week. <laughs> That's cool. All right. So, yeah, I, I guess just to kind of talk about the ultimate way that creativity from an agency is infecting the way you guys do Development, right? And most oh, yeah. people don't think that it's technology, you hear it and think it's not that, but you've injected it is that. It yes, is you know ideas and technology. That's for, all first of all, to get
1: an idea of what I'm talking about, yeah. watch Silicon Valley. Okay. An amazing show that I think parallels so many startup experiences, right? Because what inevitably happens is the story is a renegade individual or a small group comes up with a great idea. They execute it well where people go, "Aha, that is a great idea." Then they're like, "Okay, let's get some money for this idea." And then shit starts to happen. <laughs> and okay, and if you're lucky like us, mm-hmm. it happens okay. Yeah. But I think what happens a lot is, you know, you have all these experts. Well, you're software guys, you don't know what you're you don't know anything yeah. about business. Yeah. Well, they probably do since they invented the thing that you're going to build your business around. Um, And I think a lot of times they get discounted from both that angle and then later from a creative angle that, Mm -hmm. oh, no, we're bringing in some designers to tell you how to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the way we work here, um, everybody from executives to designers to the programmers, we we work in small teams using what's called the agile process. Mm -hmm. And what that means is it's about... It's about making stuff as opposed to planning
0: to make stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and you've seen this in the agency world, oh. right? Yeah, so, yeah. It's it's stunning just to be in meetings where people are planning for twenty seventeen. I'm like, how are they still how is that even possible? You're still doing that. Right. It doesn't make sense. Right. Or or even for a project. Okay, yeah.
1: here's where we're gonna spend all the week four, here's yeah. where the money's gonna go. Yeah. You don't know because what's <laughs> gonna happen in week three is gonna right. everything's gonna go to hell. Right. And it's gonna start over. Yeah. Um, If it's good, if you're lucky. And, you know, one of the tenets of Agile that I really like is uh, you accept the fact that everything's going to change and that you're wrong to begin with. Yeah. Right? We're doing it wrong. Right. We're doing it wrong. And that's – so, you know, you may have the greatest idea for a feature. Um, You know, hey, I I need uh, the software to show where everybody is on my team. And then you build it and you go, actually – now that I can see where everybody can see where everybody is, that's not a good thing. Like, <laughs> you know, I want everyone to be able to chat with each other. All of a sudden you have a texting problem, yeah. you know, where people are sending yeah. offensive text to one another. Yeah. So, you know, things change. Okay, well, how do we deal with that problem? Mm-hmm. You
0: just accept that you're going to find some new issue to deal with and you're going to overcome it. Yeah. yeah no. it, so that's how this is, uh, you've figured out the whole, because agile is a huge word everyone's using it, and this is how you guys run this thing? Yeah, and, and, you know, Agile's a funny word because it it gets
1: misused a lot. It does. uh, There's a company here in town that's an Agile, they're evangelists, right? Yeah. And they do uh, pair programming. And I don't mean to offend anybody who does pair programming, but to us in this culture, it would be insane. I mean, it's people would... You'd be laughed out
0: of your own office. Right,
1: because... Pair programming is when you have one computer and one keyboard and two developers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? You've heard of this? Yes, yes, I have. It's completely antithetical to who we are, right? We're, we're, we use big boy rules, right? So everybody's responsible for your own shit. Yeah. If you can't get it done, we're going to know because we work and, you know, we measure everything all the time. Yep. Continuous development, continuous testing. Uh, but, uh, you know, we may, things might change up. We're willing to change as we need to. Um, one thing, though, from my from my creative director days, yeah. uh, this was the most clever thing I th- think I had ever come up with before. Okay. Uh, it may actually not be. But I use it all the time here, which is, um, I was explaining to some kids at uh, Portfolio Center mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Yep. We got invited down to talk. I was later actually asked to leave because <laughs> they, we did a core talk. Yeah. And it did not go well. <laughs> Uh, but but one of the... You're scaring the children, yeah, man. No, I we, we had some people go off the chain. Uh, but um, but anyway, what I was trying to explain to people is uh, good design is iteration.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, 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 you, you're not going to sit down and plan a great design. Okay, I can't get started yet until I have the perfect idea in my head, and then I'll do it and we're done. Yeah. Right? It's iteration. Just start building it. It's going to suck for a while, and then all of a sudden you're going to feel it. But great design is knowing when to stop. Yeah, because that's the other problem that goes too far. I know you've dealt with this a lot sure. as a creative director. Yeah, is stop. Yeah. You had it last week. Yeah, and you keep tweaking the death to yeah. death. You put the pencils down.
0: Right. Yep. Yeah.
1: And um, but I think it's important here too. It's it's uh, that's why we work in a very collaborative environment because you can
0: overdevelop or you can
1: take one iteration too far. Yeah. 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 Like I mean, we, we had it. Right, well, it was done back then and or yeah. we got it to a stage where we need somebody else to come in and look at this right. and tell us if it
0: works or not. Sometimes yeah. we don't know. We're not we're not enterprise. Yeah. We're yeah. not navy
1: SEALs. Yeah.
0: You know. That's actually last last thing, this when you build these situational awareness things, it, it almost feels as if you're building a real life way that a first person shooter game can work, right? Because yeah. now that everyone knows where everyone is, it's sort of the same Minimap. Right, and I wonder if there's a i ga- I'm sure you've thought this. Can we turn this into some kind of game?
1: Right. So, yeah. So, so uh, that my, my dirty, mates, my yeah. dirty little secret is that I play a lot of games. Yeah. And I now claim them on my taxes as research.
0: But the, uh, the, uh, what do you, what are you great at? Are you just. I'm a first-person shooter guy. Yeah, okay. And I
1: play a lot of like survival-type games, like yeah. DayZ or Arma. Yeah. Uh, well, military simulator like Arma. I like these. First-person games that are – they're kind of simulators, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I get to do stuff that I could never do in real life. And um, But, for example, in one of the games I was playing, somebody developed a little plug-in for it that showed you where your squad is at all times yeah. relative to you. Yeah. Well, this is a brilliant idea. Yeah. It's in now in one of our products. We're totally, right? And what we did, our take on it was, I don't need to show you – this is after feedback with yep. – <coughs> Excuse me, the operators – they don't need to know where everybody is exactly. That's actually not very useful. Yeah. So when they're looking at a big map, like, great, I have everybody's location to an inch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's as useful as knowing that John's pretty far back and Jeff's pretty far forward. Yeah. So we did this little sonar view, yeah. and it shows you where everyone is relative to you. Yeah. So he's in that direction. And he's like more than 100 yards away. Yeah. This guy's within 10 yards. Yeah. You know, so uh, it actually... Sometimes you have to remove detail. We can be too yeah. precise, yeah. and it gets confusing. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to know the big picture. Yeah. Right? Super, so yeah. It, it definitely, I, I there's a lot of great ideas in games, actually, that you can pull from. One
0: of, one of my dreams, and this is funny, is to take over the uh, building, the big, huge uh, building down here is where Famous used to be. Yeah. Um, whatever that thing's called, the 7,000 square foot empty. Oh, oh, the St. Louis Center? Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and have a, uh, where I can go with my friends, we can wear these situa- situational awareness first-person shooter games, I can have my pellet guns, and I can go into a situation with actors and a plot, and I've got to fight my way through, yeah. right? But the thing is, the technology experience to me is what makes, it has to be a first-person shooter game. Yes. It has to feel like a first-person right. shooter game. You no, know, so and you give it. that mini map, or you know, yeah. you also have you know the way these guys work for real. Yeah. Uh, so you know, feel like a Navy SEAL, like yeah. you, you want to be a Navy SEAL. This will give you. A What's hilarious is experience. you
1: probably have a lot more technology than an average Navy SEAL has. I yeah. mean, the 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 dirty secret of yeah. how the U.S. military works is yeah. most guys have a rifle and a radio, and that's about it. Yeah. Right. So all of our top tier one forces, yeah. uh, they're they're kicking down doors, yeah, and. They don't know what's behind that door. Wow.
0: Right? Yeah.
1: But as technology improves, um, so for example, they have, uh, the government has made apps, situational awareness apps. Okay. Uh, there's one called APASS, another called ATAC. It, but what they don't do well, we actually compete with them to a certain extent. Okay. What we do is dynamic, right? This is real time. Yeah. Uh, hey, I looked in the window. There's a guy behind the door. Mm-hmm. And I can put that on the map and it's just immediately shared with everybody. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the government systems where... They want somebody from a theater level or in an operations center yeah. somewhere will push down. Here's all the intel we have. Yeah. So you have all these LiDAR planes flying around. you yeah. got these satellite imagery. It's of no
0: use to the guy on the ground. Yeah. He's got a radio. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the guy in what? You just, did you see that Helen Mirren movie recently about the drone strikes? No, I haven't yeah, seen it It was, it was a really well done and it talked a lot about the ethics of being right. able to, that's what right. the film was about, the technology, how they made the way that guys are sitting in a base in New Mexico flying these freaking drones yeah. for guys on the ground. It's yeah. unreal. It's scary. It's scary. But yeah, the guy on the ground, it's it, that's all he's got. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and what we're trying to do is,
1: uh, <clears throat> it's weird because you don't think of it as creativity, but, uh, you know, everybody's looking for a higher purpose in life, right? Yeah. And one of the things that drives us Drives us is it's not about like making the US military more lethal or, yeah. or anything like that, but ultimately, you know, if you make it easier to manage the violence, there's yeah. less of it. Yeah. Uh, but also, a big part of what we do, we do a lot of combat medic work. So we work with Delta Force and uh, uh, a program called, uh, uh, well, a program office called TATRIC mm-hmm. and Soldier Survivability Systems. Mm-hmm. Um, we work with those guys to develop uh, their their Trauma and Combat Casualty, or I'm sorry, Tactical Combat Casualty cards, TCCC. Okay. If you're hurt yeah. right now, uh, downrange, they take this little waxed or laminated index card mm-hmm. and they mark down where you got the boo-boo mm-hmm. and they write it all down and maybe there's some notes on there, your name or whatever, and they staple it to your clothing yeah. and they put you on a chopper.
0: Right. Okay. Well,
1: the... Rotor wash might wash or might you know send yeah. your index card flying. They yeah. have to re-triage you when you get there. Yeah. They might they don't have room or time to write all this stuff. So we did a digital version of this for SOCOM that allows you to um, uh, basically put a patient health monitor on somebody, pull mm-hmm. all their vitals, automatically takes all their information, puts it into a record, a, a real digital electronic record. health record, yeah. and. Can transmit that data to anybody, ground force commanders, the hospital, the medevac flight, the flight surgeon. Uh, And now you've got this full traceability. And even when it goes back to the VA, you know, two years later, the guy's trying to get his benefits. There's a full record of what happened to him. Wow. And we think, I mean, that's changing lives because you hear the news stories, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and again, there's
1: the people, our customers we work with are passionate about it. These guys get passionate about it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's not every day you get to no. be passionate about what you're
0: doing. And that's be, amazing. are driven
1: by something like that. So
0: yeah. Okay. So I think we've come full circle. We, we started with the balls video, and now we're saving soldiers' lives. Right. That's a great way to Because end of it. the balls video. <laughs> right. No, but I think you. I mean, I think it's an incredible journey. So congrats, oh, mate. I mean, that's awesome, right? Thank you very much. So sure. You're doing this amazing. We're making show. it
1: sound really good. It's, I like this
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right, John Dames. Thanks, Jeff